My name is Bernard Sweeney. I'm an Irish traveller and I'm based here in Rural Raid. It's an arts gallery in South Dublin. And I'm joined with two wonderful people. And I use the word wonderful, but at the end of this, we'll, we'll, God knows what word to be used. <laughs> I'm joined with the wonderful Mags um, O'Leary, Margaret O'Leary. Thank you. Is this uh, about the yeah. Margaret O'Leary and Geraldine Dunn. And both work as, is it coordinators, joint coordinators, project managers? Or do you just make up the titles as you go along? <laughs> it all depends that <laughs> What day it is. Or which day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or who are was. Our, our, our official it? titles right. are, um, I would be the director of Southside Travellers Action Group and Margaret here would be the CE supervisor, community employment supervisor. So they be the official. They're the official. Labels. But I mean, we have many hats, like. Absolutely, and one of the things about my podcast is that you can wear all the hats or leave them all off because it isn't that kind of perfectionist type. Yeah. You said this, and this has happened before, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. We won't be doing that kind of stuff. Um, but I will say, tell us about your organisation, um, Geraldine, as you're the director, um, okay. and your Mags is a boss, and I can see the way you're looking at her. You're <laughs> Um, okay, Southside Travellers Action Group is an organisation specifically there for travellers in Dunleary Ratdown. It's been operating and founded since 1984. Since that, it was one little voluntary settled group along with some travellers in back in the day uh, trying to manage evictions in accommodation. And it grew from then, from that to having now six core programmes for travellers. Um, and we do not exclude settled people either or other minorities depending on space that's brilliant so yeah so, uh, just in 1984 I was just had a flashback to something happened in Tal around huge evictions years ago wasn't there like all the settled people went a bit of apeshit really and yeah. they turned up and they wanted to evict the travellers or I wonder was that off the back of that could have been but sure back in the in the yeah, 1980s yeah. travellers were on the greens and there was plenty of greens spaces around the, the country at that time but sure there's not now all the apartments how many people would you think you cater for roughly oh us we would cater uh, people about near enough to 600 people 115 families mm. in the county and in that time and not time we'd go outside the the region and the border lines let's per se but it kind of touches on in. what you said that you don't yeah. exclude anyone no, so if you don't exclude no. anyone sometimes you will have to go across yeah. the line and, and on a needs basis so to be honest with you sometimes word of mouth will get out about a certain um, intervention or support mechanism that went on with a certain family in the area and another family might have a similar thing happening and they might just come in and say listen can you help us you've been there you've done that and if we can and if it's not costing too much resources or it's not you know yeah. We're not going to be in too much trouble about going outside the boundaries, let's per se. We will absolutely help if we can. That's quite flexible. That's good. Yeah. And Mags, Margaret, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I I'm just thinking about the evictions, the main evictions that were happening that time in 84, and that's side would have been around Fox Rock and all the lads, right. the Connors family just stay out there. Mm-hmm. But Tala, it would have been all the Tala bypass before all these little centres was up here. That's the one, the bypass. All the big bypasses there. Like my family would have been one of the families, we would have been living in Tala. I was born here. At the had a bypass of me and living at the back of the cuckoo's nest, they're all sites there now. Yeah. That's how long the Kiltipper site has been waiting for. That was supposed to be built in my day. That's only built there about 15 years now. And the same with the few sites back in the, where our area is. But that was the big eviction that was going on. The people in this area then decided to get, because you'd have bigger campings here, back in the day, back all along here and 
up in Belgars and yeah, I vaguely remember years ago coming up with uh, my father at the time and uh, oh, talking yeah. place like that. Yeah, and down the back road down here as well. Because scrap yeah. and uh, the cars yeah, on it. Yeah, bigger yeah. sites, yeah. Yeah, yeah smaller huge. sites. That's how this, the lane, the, the, the site over here in the lane tallet was called before this got built. Because they moved everyone up there that time. That was there for years and then that got closed down. And then there was a paper site up here. That's gone now as well. I think that's gone. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. But they've done all these small little sites and that's how this organisation would have come back with a, with a few yeah. of them. And a lot of them at the time, I suppose, it, it was it was a genuine kind of... Uh, a lot of, most of them were run by settled people back in the day, mm. mostly. Mm. Well, actually, yeah. most of them recently they were. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, there was a sense of good intentions. There was always good intentions. Yeah. It's not that when you don't have education and when, when there's people out there, settled people, that realise there's, there's an unjust going on with a community or an unjust going on with a person. They would step up and help the people. Yeah. And that's a that's a good thing. I've always sensed that. Even yeah. I, I, sometimes I get into a lot of trouble giving out about organisations and settle people. But, but see, the key for me was always about that uh, transfer of almost ownership or power. But what you need to yeah. do, what people need to be aware of, and what's happened, happened over the years, and it's been very very good people have fought. And there's very very good people out there I've worked for over the years, and I've met, is that you don't, you have to give give the people that's having the the oppression and the discrimination, the 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 power and the tools to fight for themselves also. Yeah. So if you, while well, you can be very, very good and very helpful to help people, travellers like myself and all that, if you don't give a person the tools and the equipment to say, I don't need you, like I do need you to walk beside me, but I also need to be able to, to help myself in the cause that you do. That was a big thing that didn't happen. And it's not that the people were bad people. It's yeah. just... And I think it's people. worth mentioning that it, it is paying off because, for one, we're here in an arts gallery, travellers talking about travel-related issues before we couldn't get in the door of anywhere. Mm. You'll see a lot of young travellers now that are getting into acting, media, yeah, platforms, yeah. Uh, universities, colleges. Mm. So there is definitely, it's paying off. Um, there's no, when you're working in your organisation, your role as a CE, is it? I'm Bernard, I may tell you about when I'm, I'm with Southside Travellers since I was 16. I went through, wow. I went through boyfriends, heartbreak, your marriages, girl? kids, <laughs> grandkids. I, I was I'm I'm not going up through the organisation because we went there as as. Are a, you leaving? You telling me I'm going to die. Man. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> I left it there for about four or five years. I walked in the ITM, but then I ended up coming back into it again. She couldn't survive without me. That one there, blonde. Did you, ever, did you ever see the churches out the back? They have the, the headstones. That, yeah. 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 She's going to be buried inside. I'm going to be like that. Like we have because under the tree. When Sarah Boyce's time, we used to have all the programs for the, and she used to bring us along, and then we had the women's training program. And we had no education, so we mm. went to the training programs. That's how I got my education. Was through the Travellers Women training program. I got you. Journey would have been the same, but one the, we had good we had good support. But the settled managers was there. They always said, "You can do the jobs that we're doing." We were always we were lucky in that sense, weren't we, Journey? We had good role models. We yeah. did, and they, they always encouraged and said, "Listen, what we can do, you can do, and especially as women." And then you had the struggles, and even while you're doing that, you also had the struggles of being a traveller woman. Yeah, the same as our sons would say. Is you can quote <laughs> St- stag mammies are bad mammies. <laughs> <laughs> no figure. This so, goes to my kids. So and if you want to get them kids, kids out here, by all means do. We, we must podcast all the kids. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's maybe like. Yeah, yeah, stag mammies are bad. But back, if you look at that, right? I, I've said 1984, an organisation was founded, right? That's only what? Is it 46 years ago? No. It's less, less, isn't it? It's less, yeah. Yeah, actually, it's less. Look uh, at what the change is. Yeah. So, so within those yeah. years, right, them three decades, then you've, you've got so much legislation that crippled travellers. And literally, it did do that. Because That's the part also that I mean, we're talking about the results. Sorry, we couldn't question that in great right. detail. We're talking about like 
shift movement yeah. uh, things are happening and some for me times it's all it's very slow and painful mm-hmm. but this is what we're talking about when you yeah. just said that huh? the restrictions and the bombardment the cost of it all yeah cost. but you know something I have to say what came into my head with the the first lockdown and all this new kind of wave of um, power and governments shut. at some stage and it'd be interesting to ask settle people they must have felt on the same level of travellers, mm-hmm. restricted. You can't go there, you can't go out, you can't do this, you can't practice what can't you were normally practising. You know, you're not going out to socialise. But travellers have been there since when? Since time cinema. began, really. Well, yeah. well, we were born into it. Yeah. Born and... To the classroom. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. me? So I, 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 I'm thinking about that. Like They definitely should be researched on that um, because travellers, set people at that time had to feel... I won't say they feel the same because it was only for a very short period of time yeah. and there was going to be back to normal for a certain people. They had that to look at. But they had to, they had to feel the impact of that. Do you know what I mean? They had to like. That's one of the things I think around doing projects, whether it be arts, whether it be community development, is really trying to humanise the story. Mm. Because for a lot of reasons, and rarely do we get people that actually get it, that yeah. see it, that feel mm. it, and want to do something about it. I met, uh, it was actually through Patrick Neverman Conversation podcast, he was telling me there used to be a guy that used to work for actually Brian Harvey, uh, a podcast. He was telling me uh, he had forgotten his name. He used to work for the Dublin South County Council and he was a great man. He got, uh, I think it was up to 10, 12 to 15 travellers employed in the town. Yeah, town of Council. But Patrick was telling me, which was quite funny, uh, one way, he said he came out to the site years ago and there was a traveller on there. And the traveller, of course, angry, upset, uh, demoralised in the situation that they're in. So when he came out, he's just seen these people in suits, councillors. Yeah. So he got into a fight with this guy, the guy who ended up giving these jobs to travellers. Mm. The two of them start boxing on the side. <laughs> it went on for a few minutes. Um, people got them to stop and to shake hands. And no shook hands. So your man picks up his jacket and says to the guy who was fighting, come on out, show me the site. Oh, I'll yeah, walk around yeah, with you. Yeah. It turns out that his son is actually next door. Go away. Yeah. And that's small world. It's a small world. Yeah. So he, uh, he, Patrick was telling me a story. I was telling him. Because yeah. he told me after listening to the podcast with Brian Harvey, he said, the guy you were talking about is my dad. He passed about two years ago. I've listened to oh, But I just thought it was one of those kind of funny stories. Now, I don't think we should go out and fight all the councillors. Yeah. But there are people out there that genuinely see something, feel something, and want to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like but a, we don't meet them too often, do we? It's, it's, it's like a red rag to, to a bull, lads, isn't but it? It's, but it's not that. It's all to do with <laughs> <The> suits. <laughs> the suits. <laughs> yeah, it's all to do with people. No matter what position anyone have in, in the job roles that they have, if you have, you know of us fighting wrong, within yourself and you can because I, I know I remember that man here at the time that was the very first pilot scheme that happened here within the council councils and they had an awful lot of travellers girls and boys working with it and had very very successful jobs legit successful jobs I believe there's at least 10 travellers still in full time employment yeah, as a result of that he, he, he was very yeah. empowered because he, he came from a genuine good place and he knew the hardships that travellers were having you know, so when people like that, people have the sense of respectfulness about people. But it's like everything else. You if, if you're in power and you are the person in power and you have a certain project or a certain heartfelt matter, you're going to work on that. If you feel it. Yeah. And so far, we've been unlucky as travellers, let's per se, because we haven't had very much of that. We might have had one or two to to keep the, the spark going, let's per se, but you've never had a government that would say, and we want traveller culture, we're going to enhance it, we're going to allow it, we're going to nourish it, we're going to improve it, and we're going to let it happen. 
that's still not happening. Because, because at the end of the day, it's people law have to realize, law after law. Yeah, because people have to restrictions, realise people that's in power and in law and making the laws and the judges and whatever, blah, blah. They are individual people. They're human beings. If they won't change their mindset about what they feel themselves about travellers and who travellers are to them, no matter what kind of power position they're going to be in, they shouldn't be doing it, don't get me wrong, because they should be in a position, they should be neutral in a position. But in their mindset, when when I, even if you go before, in front of a judge, if you even put down a Connors or a specific traveller name, yeah. you're automatically, before that judge, they're not supposed to be doing that. They're not supposed yeah. to be doing that. Well, we've seen that in the statistics, don't we? Yeah. But yeah. they'll they get an automatic perception in the brain. It's like when that side that you said about the traveller man. Yeah. When that man, when that man went on that, so he, the man has been a good old person after, but he only seen the suit. Yeah. So he had his own perception. The travellers have their own perception. When we see right. people are like, they're going to be, we get in our defensive mode and like, fight or die kind of situation. Yeah. That guy, and humans, because humans, people have to realise, no matter what walk of life you are, humans, we're humans. And we have these, these, these um, instincts of protection for ourselves. That's right. And yeah. the people, no matter what county council officials you have, if they think, if they ever see, our oh, travellers wants this and travellers wants that, they have sites, you're in off the side of the road. Not, he's in that power. That's it almost embedded into us. I remember even as a child going to school, and um, this is like universal, not just for travelling, mm, but other yeah. ethnic minorities, mm. other people from, say, African Americans. Mm. It's almost identical in many ways. Oh, yeah. So we grew up with this hyper um, hyperactivity in the brain. Mm. We're always watching where we're going, someone over our shoulders, someone following us, uh, going around the but corridor. Can I ask you a here. question? Just a, and people always say this, and I often say, I don't feel right here. That person's don't like travellers, and people upset. The people who me it was like, man, they never really say, and they wouldn't be at the saying yes, that or doing yeah. that. They would be could be nice to him, but we're able to instinctively know that that person is gonna find some reason that the service in that cinema, in the pub, or wherever we're gonna be, would it? It's in tuned into us. I don't know about you, oh, but your senses are hyping. When I was a, when we were a child, my father would run us down to the church. Um, run us down to the church. Because only pagans, just that and others. Have you ever get that? Did you? Yeah. 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 So go down to the church, you pagans. So we, of course the pagans would go down to church, children. But I always remember because we'd be at the back of the church, because we did not feel comfortable sitting in among settled people. Yeah. yeah. We'd rather a kind of a back against the wall corner. Yeah. Looking, we were the same. Yeah. We went to mass. We used to and as a child, you'd see, this is where I think we pick up a lot of reading people. Mm. I think travellers can be quite good at reading people. Mm. Is that we watch every facial expression coming in and out. Yeah. Some of them are quiet, polite, smiling. Some are smiling till they see you. <laughs> and the dish. And then the, the, yeah. look, the, Boom. Look, the look then comes And it just puts the a shiver. realisation. Yeah. So we, yeah. we're in that kind of programme, that environment. Mm. And we're growing up non-stop with that. Same yeah. with the guards. The guards think the worst of you. The yeah. solicitors will tell you to plead guilty even if you're innocent uh, yeah, because yeah. it'll save them time yeah, and everybody's yeah. so used to yeah. putting travellers in jail anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you'll yeah. be so grand, like These yeah. things yeah. do. It's normal society for you. Like, it'll be, you won't it'll be, be a, remarkable yeah. that travellers say in Sligo, travellers in Cork, travellers mm. in Belfast, travellers have never met each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yet their experiences are almost identical. 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 Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it kind of always brings me around into around to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were seeing that over in the last few decades. And can I just say, Bernard, yeah, as well, um, recently we've uh, hired our community liaison officer. She is a nomadic Mongolian traveller. And she's after moving from Mongolian. But she's also telling us and learning us that similarities, like what we're just speaking about here, yeah. is applied to the Mongolians as well. But the only difference is they still have their horses. They still have the land to utilise their horses and there's some some leeway from the governments in Mongolia to give them recognition. The other thing I suppose on that uh, is there's a lot that feels to me that isn't right um, in terms of this environment that we live in. 
the, the relationship between, say, settled people and travellers. For me, it's always it's almost the other way around. These people, say, the settled people, have operating systems that the English brought here. Mm-hmm. So in 22, they never changed them. And they've been educating themselves in an English kind of colonial mentality. And they didn't see travellers as outsiders. People that came from the island, people that got surnames the same as themselves, mm. but we're seen as something different. Yeah. And also, you can obviously difference now with, say, Traveller and Roma. Absolutely nothing against the Roma. But like that wonderful person from Mongolia. Mm. She's not a traveller. No, we're not traveler. her people. We didn't no. come from their lands. No, no. no. we so have we're, similarities. We're yeah. ethnic nomadic, groups. The nomadic lifestyle is, is, yeah. is, 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 is similar. But the ethnic part for me, it bugs me because if you take, say, African Americans, they'd be an ethnic group because they're taken from their home continent, yeah. Africa. Native Americans are indigenous people because they came from the land. So for me, Irish travellers, we came from the land, but yet we're called an ethnic minority and our class as Roma. This is, I think, part of the state, not one to deal with us. I've never really, ca- I've never really copped that before now, mm. what you said about the indigenous, the indigenous and the ethnic, so you're... you're <laughs> Because yeah. I do know, but I know I'm only, only coming to me because then you learn something. Like it's very fucking hard, anyhow, to get this your head around of, all yeah. of the well, history the and the whole yeah, Here's the other wonderful thing about, I, I think, about our experience and our narrative. For Like yourself, we meet each other, what, twice or three, four times in our life. Mm-hmm. But you know, what we say from two different parts of the country, it's almost like, I've lived that. Mm-hmm. I've went through that. I know exactly what you're talking about because that's me also. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think yeah. there's, there's something, a lot of room to be made for these kind of conversations. Yeah. Mm. So I suppose we'll talk about the mental health, and I'll stop talking now, let you finish it, mm-hmm. uh, or talk on. It's mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, we, we see a decline in mental health. We yeah. don't see an improvement. In positive. Uh, yeah. Mm. So I think that's the part, uh, again, travellers, are we confused about our identity? Are we confused about the situation we found ourselves in? Because a lot of travellers... I wouldn't say confused. I'd say more or less sort of, again, more uncomfortable. It's getting harder. Like when you when we go back now and you talk about um, the nineteen sixties, I think travellers would have been more accepted in yeah. in Irish society. <coughs> Excuse me, rather than now, because <laughs> um, you would have had a, a, even if it was a sense of charity from the settled community that was there. I don't think that's there anymore. Um, I just think there's this kind of um, if you, if you could get rid of travellers now, just get rid of them. You know, yeah. enough is enough. Have yeah. enough now for over the years. Do this. They're special. They're this. They're that. They need this and specific that. I just think people was just saying, <laughs> no, they're the same as us. Equality. So yeah. the younger generations get mixed up in equality and what that means. They're the same as us. So let's just make it that. So I think there's a level of that. So yeah, I think you're right. I wouldn't on that. say it's um that uh, tra- I wouldn't call that travellers' fault. Travellers also there. It's um, uncomfortable. I think being. Well, a, I think a a what I mean is we're confused because the state narrative is incorrect. No, but I, I think, no, not even that, Bernie, because I was only thinking about this in the last year that I think the COVID has put an awful lot, um, while, while Rattan being closed down an awful lot, we, I still see very much of my family because we live in Houghton sites yeah. and right across, and that's one thing we were blessed, travellers have been very blessed because we were living very cocooned with each other. Yeah. So we were, while other people didn't see their family members for a long time, travellers had that. We've always been fa- very family oriented. That's right. But the pubs and the churches and all that being locked down didn't make no earthly value to us because we weren't allowed into money. We were always we mm. excluded from them things. That's what I mean. Restaurants and all that. So we kind of survived that a little bit. It was more the kind of the work and the more we're kind of we like going out about we're more them kind of people and the men not working and then the men and women being together that's a whole different conversation about how yeah. people survive that one but I think an awful lot, I would have been one of these people that would have been very very much against and it would have been very I fought very hard about the Pacific travel only schools my mother never left us to go to a travel only school I wanted to go to them so badly in Midtown school for years my mother wouldn't allow she went to 
We all went to school here. Did you go to travel only buses on that? No, no, I wasn't allowed. We weren't allowed to go to travel only schools. We're like little prisoners going to school. Yeah, but we had to go to mainstream school, the Scalise here in Tala. My mother didn't believe in him. She didn't believe in him, and I always would have been a person anti. I always been like integration, not into segregation. But over the last few years, since my kids got older themselves, when my children become a certain age, and I very much they be very well educated children, and well, my dad was fluent Irish at 10, 11 years of age, wow. till they go into secondary school, mm. it shifts then. When my children goes into a settled school, when they hit about eight year old, it's the first time they learn about the NACA award, wow. and that's when the shifts and it says, "Mummy, that's when the, your child realizes they're different." My sister had her three children in, there's only one traveller-only school now in the country, and it's in Bray. She had her children in that school. And I, I said, Charlene, said, don't put the kids into traveller-only school. I said, no, it's not good. But it's only when i seen them children. Them children are still that confident that they're out with now, they went, because she moved the area. But they were that confident in herself. They were able to go past that stage of seven, eight-year-olds. And they're confident in herself. They're different. You see a travelling child, seven or eight-year-old, when they go through primary school, there's a shift with their friendships with their friends in school. That's because right, that's, yeah. when, that's when children, children are not cool, but they learn something different. Settled children then start calling maybe a knacker. When they go to secondary school, you'd be lucky to get... Now, I would be very forced about education, my children, and I'd force them. I got my children at the third level with a hard fight in secondary school. Wow. And no one followed my children up. No one followed me up or around and said, where's, the, where's your boys around? No. None of that. Yeah. What I would have wanted to see done there when my children was going to the Pacific, we have a youth programme within our organisation. They're yeah. going to get the very same education up there to a, like a, a junior ah, leader. But they're in that safety. Yeah. Because when you're out there in the big bad world and you're not accepted, Bernard, yeah. it takes an awful, it's not doing an awful lot with our, our younger generation of confidence because you're not accepted anywhere. You no, feel the different. Sad thing about Mags, uh, you don't know anything about yeah. your culture. You're not travelling anymore because there's trespass laws there. They don't know anything about the old school, but the horses. Like I know we're starting to learn a little bit about travel culture. I think traveling children are very. I think it, I don't know. I, I would put it back for the traveling Pacific only schools because they're not learning. It took me. I was in a secondary school with my son. It took me three hours for a principal. My son was called. He wasn't called a knacker, but a settled boy from him was called a knacker by another settled boy. My son then lost the plot and we had a bit of a tizzy and a little fight. We were called into school, but my son got in trouble, and I, he was in first year in secondary school, and I was like. Like, now, Mrs. Mrs. Connors, like, your child was not called a knacker. <laughs> I said, you have to understand, I said, it was, a knacker was used around his vicinity, I said. It took me three hours to the penny drop a principal of a school, a woman who was in 50 years yeah, of age, yeah, yeah. for the penny, and she was like, and I said, you weren't using that word enough times, I said, in this, so imagine, said another derogative term being used, I said, but the but black communities and Chinese communities, yeah. not aimed at that child, I said. That child's going to feel the impact. That's but right. it took her, so when you have them people in systems that's working with children, my child was never the same in that school. He left them second year. And I didn't even force him back into it. I could be a bad parent, whatever. But, That's the sad thing about all of this, I think, is that we see now also happening to our children, to what happened to ourselves. Mm. And we also see it happen to our parents. But see, I didn't have that, Bernard. See, this is the difference. This is how it knows. When I, we got an awful lot of things in England. We left here very young and we went to England. Oh, I got you. And I came back to this country when I was 16. I left this country when I was about six. And I was in mainstream uh, school here. Most of my education. And we used to come back from England. We were like, oh, should we go here and we go there? And, and we'd fight for our rights and the likes of McDonald's here in the square in the cinema. What, what, what do you mean? And the rest of me would walk away. But we'd stand up, me and my sisters, and be like, we're human beings. What do you mean? So we're not, we're, like, we're, yeah. we're the same. Because we never got that, uh, what that's did in us. So we'd always used to cause the rows, not even the rows, we'd be protesting. That'll give you an idea about, say, even growing up as children, right? That, that, that we were so used to it, being put down 
at the back of the class, in the schools, knackers, gypsies, mm-hmm. and usually at a Friday when you're on the bus, and you're thinking to yourself, when I come back to you on Monday, I'm going to fix you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but my, my answer be standing there the same age as us, and they'd be like, man, just walk away. But when you were in England But I was wearing England, right? and I was like, yeah. equality different, different for all. Country. Yeah. Yeah, we're under and I came back country. here, and I was like, don't you dare put me away from it. I'm going in, and we'd sit down, and we'd do a protest. We'd be watching the Freedom Fighters films, and the likes of Roots, and... We, my mother instilled that knows about equality and we'd be sitting in do you just have the dragons out of the cinema here in the square years ago because we'd sit and we're like why are you putting this and out and oddly enough when I, see, I grew up in Sligo as much as uh, to have our only buses it was nothing compared to what we know about in other counties mm. at the same time because it was the northwest east parts of the country and it had kind of Protestants Catholics uh, Vikings and different so the mentality was slightly different so we did go down decent enough upbringing in Sligo and mm. we too grew a confidence yeah. so when we went to another county and we're just looking at the travellers, how do you were interacting with the settled people around them? Mm. We're saying, Jesus, Mary, just this can't be right. This is not normal. <laughs> and then you got a little thing here and you're yeah. like, I want, to rise, I, want to, I want to get a rising going here. Like, yeah. I want to be like William Wallace here. Like, <laughs> like, bring me, to, bring I, me here. Like. I tried that several times. I didn't get to the blue paint part. <laughs> Or they wouldn't listen to me. One or the other. <laughs> but it's a bit like that. It's a bit like, say, you grew in England. You're uh, in a different channel, different frequency of thinking. So when you come back to Ireland, you could see this thing. This, this is not normal. This can't be happening. Mm-mm. And again, I would say Sligo, went to different place. It's what you grew up in. Yeah. It almost comes normalised. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, fascinating definitely. stuff. Yes, it's horrible stuff. So it's how many people have you working in your organisation? Oh, there's a... You answered this. There's about... There's about... 15, 16, 17 mainstream staff. Wow. That's, that's when I say mainstream, there's about six core staff managers and then we have CE, which is 11 or 12 on CE. And then we'd have participants, uh, which would be just to ask yeah. about. We about named out he was telling me there was a most of them around part-time and everything. Yeah. So. We, we would have, say, about eight in the primary healthcare programme and they would be on kind of flexi hours. So you'd have a full-time and a couple of part-times and a p- couple of even less part-times. Then you would have our core... Uh, coordinators of the programmes which would be six of us tell us about the primary health care what's that's for travel the primary health care programme that we have have saved travellers through the pandemic that's all I can say of them they've saved many lives and like that I know Margaret you mentioned there that travellers had one another through the pan- pandemic but actually the coordinator in primary health care uh, along with the HSC that time through all the lockdowns we all stayed because if you remember, I didn't see you in three and a half months. No, but I see my side. family though. I know that. But I didn't actually see you. She missed me. She missed me. We weren't mixing. You didn't see your grandchild. Where three were and a half you? months and throw that in. And throw that in. Uh, Do you know? Yeah. So, you, you know, I know you kind of just made reference to that. So people might just get mixed up. We, travellers did obey. Oh, the, we did. We were very the, strict. They us. were very strict with the, the, the restrictions and the follow for, for helping. For helping people, I want to get it to you. But uh, for, for supporting the the society, so like they did support society, oh, and, and no. you can't take that away from no, travellers. They no. got him when when the when the settled people said we need no, but travellers. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm talking about people that were in the well. sites. We were looking, we were living in sites we among one another. But even yes. at that, people weren't going in and out people's houses. Like it was strict. Of course, with the usual thing in the media, you know what this is like. But know, the primary health care, like uh, tra- and they, everything, they were farted. It's the worst fart. Compared to an atomic bomb, yeah. once the driver does it. Oh, God. The, the primary health care workers were on the phone 24 7 with the HSE, getting the updates, um, putting out Facebook uh, reports, uh, making sure that people, that if they did get COVID, that the. And I have to say, in our county, in the first lockdown, not one traveller was recorded. Mm. 
that contracted COVID. COVID. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, the second lockdown was a bit different because I think people on the second lockdown, regardless, they were used to the first lockdown, that there, there wasn't the scaremonger there as much. And I think people then left on the guards and places and That's they started right. to contra- contract it. But I have to not, say, not high though, but also a lot of the what they call right wing yeah, anti vax and they were yeah. confusing people and no. there was lead in and there was magnets yeah, in it, yeah, yeah. scaring yeah. the crap out of people. Yeah. They were, yeah, but no, they they like they were on top of everything. They're still busy. Like they were promoting the vaccine, they were promoting like the the information, the the everything, the support, mental health, and then other things. If you know, so like I I couldn't say I I would definitely say that they saved. The Lights. only thing I would always I would say, say about the primary healthcare, and I've always said it from the primary healthcare programs, and this is me again, and it'll be one of these people. To me, they're doing a service for the HSE that they're not getting value for. Wow. The primary healthcare is travel specific things, and they're getting a certain amount of money. They're there, they could be 10, 15 years. So, why we took away the trend centres years ago? Because it's only travel specific. If them centres had been run properly years ago, they would have been very successful. Yeah. They left a gap there for the older people. So then for they came up with this primary healthcare programs, which I would have been very one of the first people to be involved with the primary healthcare programs and uh, linking them with us. But then over the years, that kind of coming into a little bit of that as well, because there's no pro- there's no progression with the wage of the of the primary healthcare programs, and they're they're, do- yeah. they're doing. I couldn't emphasize the the work yeah. that the primary well, right across the whole country. I remember in the podcast I had with Brian Harvey, he was a researcher into uh, reports, there was a press and so on. But he was telling me also that yeah, he gave a lot of credit and praise to the. The course you're talking about with mm. travel women or tra- travelers is it women or just no, it can be men or women. There's been involved also. But uh, the primary health care majority uh, of it is women, isn't it? Where in the primary health care. Uh, primary healthcare, the only stipulation is on it, you have to be a traveller, an Irish traveller. Um, the coordinator's role can be um, mixed, but primary yeah. healthcare, and the reason being for that, yeah. well, the reason being for that, <laughs> you know. third level, you've got to go yeah. to school since you were a child, you need to have 40, 45 yeah. different degrees, yeah. ruling out every traveller on the island. Uh, uh, but, yet, but yet you can be on the primary healthcare if you're a traveller, but you just can't run the programme. Yeah, see that that will be always a sticky part for me. It's kind of, but yeah. at the same time, but but, the but I think providing I, is is a it's essential. I, yeah. It's essential. I think though is, the the thing about the traveller thing, in fairness, is a positive thing, and I think why that was brought in wasn't because they couldn't progress or they couldn't go and keep getting education. I think it was to make sure that they there wasn't settled people wasn't coming in and taking those places. I think that's more or less well that rule. No, it's not even about it's not even about when I say that about the education part of it. I'm not, we're not talking about education. I'm saying it's interesting how it's only specifically travellers could run, could be on the programmes. But, it's, it, but that's it's, the reason. So that settled people can't come in and, and take up those yeah, but places yet they can run, But yet they can run the, the programmes. Do you remember the travelling training centres you just mentioned a minute ago? Yeah. I remember one of them, oh, I shouldn't, me, oh, I'll say it. <laughs> I, can, I can name a few as well. There's one but in Carlisle. I remember some of my cousins <laughs> getting certificates because they passed a computer course, and then they were telling me they can't even switch on the computer. computer, Now, I remember also that all the teachers, the lecturers, the coordinators were all middle-class settled people, and always, always the travellers were the trainees. Mm -hmm. But that went on for a long, long time, Mm -hmm. and people still couldn't switch on a computer. I think the only positive training centre that was going on that time, and I'll say it as a local to us, there was St. Basil's here, that was a training centre here in Tallaght, and my aunt and a good lot of my aunts would have been involved in it, and because they're all from this area and Ref, and Nookrobe over here, and my aunt would have been one of the teachers in that. That was a very and yeah. it was it was very. I could only obviously as a positive in that because them training programs they were very very good. But if I see somebody as a traveller, I don't care what walk of life they are. If they're twenty year training, if I'm twenty year in college, I'd expect I'm going to be fifteen different masters on me and fifteen PhDs on me. I'm going to have something of it. These people walking out and didn't know they were after the base. That's right. The only one mm-hmm. I can say and there could be plenty more down the country. Sure I remember the one that yeah. was St. Basil because my mm-hmm. aunt used to was used to teaching that then. 
But again, but again, that comes down to the individuality and the management of any any organisation. Because well, it's a state-run program. So but that's it, and it's the oversight of yeah. it. I mean, I mean, we could do the same in our organisation. We could tick boxes and say, I oh, hear we we're you. going to put yeah. ten yeah. travellers on a course, and you know what? We're going to get Massart. Yeah, but we're, we're you know, and with how to how to get from that to that, and that's what's happening. Yeah. But that's that, and that's that's a management you know, I often issue. Think about that, even apart from the few flaws, one they were given an education that maybe isn't required for our lifestyle. Yeah. But I also mm. seen them as a great place for travellers to come together and to talk. It was a big loss for the yeah. middle for that age group because there's not a lot of old people there now. Yeah. That, that that was their space to go to, That's and right. they had to be jigging them and saying we're and not going to call them education. They were younger, and they were teaching yeah. the old trades. Yeah. That's a big loss that's been happening. So they, if they only had to rejig that and really listen to the mm. people on the ground and say we want these training centres and we, we're going to do them as culture specific training centres yeah. and get because there's old people there. So my granny would have been in one of those. Like my mother was in one in Carla for a few years. Well. It was a get two things. So us as a younger generation, it would have been very, very positive if it had to be used right. It was just wasn't used but, right. But get back to accountability. Like, you, you, there's nobody real to blame, blame, like blame, 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 whatever. But there is accountability. And like what you said, from, think, 100%. Right. Yeah. You just said there are state bodies. It's, it's like the children and babies' homes. It's like the, the, the uh, religious things. That's right. They're overseen and managed and supported and funded by some state body, right? Yeah. Whatever body that at the time is. So they do have an accountability. And like that, why don't they... Like, for instance, the Department of Education there, you're talking about education, people can't, or young people going on. So we have loads because we have the training centre. Now, we went from a level two in under the ETBI, or the ETB education the ETB? one. The ETB is the Education Training Board. Oh, gotcha. We're under Dublin Dunleary. So they provide and fund our training centre for our it's young like people. It's like Right. It's not really like a rich mag. It would be more on the education side where you receive a cert that's equivalent if you do so many modules and you can get a major reward, right? If you complete. I think you are doing that now, aren't you? Yeah, the UH is that because yeah, one that card is very similar. Ours would, ours would well, be different. It'd be adult. It'd very much like Yeah, that. it'd be more based on an adult education. Uh, junior cert. No, UH is for the 16 ups. For the yeah, but ours is more adult education. I suppose, yeah, you reach is another term. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't specifically design what you reach might be. So, yeah. so some are different, yeah. yeah. Our, this one here that we are under is adult because it's 18 upwards, right? Gotcha. But we do make space, as I say. We never exclude any. So we have maybe a proportion of maybe two to three under 18s that can come in if, if they're early school leavers to make a case. But anyhow, they're, they're the same as education, but they can get a cert. But back, getting back to my point, anyhow, we had a level two under certain management for years and years and that was because the ETB when they do their assessments with our young people they'd assess them based on what they would be leaving school or whatever oh, year they left yeah. and they would make the decision um, your students and your um, target audience basically isn't able for a level 3 right now under the research and under this but anyway we fought for years that they were wrong and they were doing the assessments wrong and we changed the assessments and now we're anyhow what were they doing wrong out of curiosity well, they, they were giving them stupid fucking assessments. What, what was happening is the same thing right across system like schools. They weren't, they weren't appreciating well travellers just because they hadn't got the A, Bs and Cs on the, on the schools reports from the mainstream schools. They weren't, like, they weren't going to be able to do the QQI level 3s or 4s so it couldn't go high in their is education. Is that like what the doctors would do and the, the headmasters and people like that? Oh, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. That's your so assessment. They, they, they just put them down as a minimum a education level. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were going to only go set because it's levels 2, 1, 2, 3, 4. You can go different levels in QQIs. So they only had a max at level two that these participants could go to, which is very, very low minimum. And they didn't budge for that. That's so over the years, we did, be, and we, we showed that people could do level threes. Now we're at being yeah. progressed to level four, which is a very yeah, good course, uh, employment, uh, level yeah. four. So level, both of you would have had the advantage yourself of having an education, would you? 
So you would have been familiar with it? True, no. just true. Yeah. I no. left school at 14. Wouldn't know. Be, it wouldn't be, it oh, would be the, your education came back later in life yeah. also. Oh, through the, the training centres. Through the, yeah. the training centres. Yeah. But the things about it is the assessments were, they were made, they weren't um, consulted with travellers. So basically they had a, a mainstream settled assessment form that would would not bring out the best, let's say, quality. In it could be spellings that they would say, oh, you spelled that wrong, so you're not able for... You're yes, back it's a perception they have. You know what? The travellers never going to amount to any. They don't so, like the school. Yeah, I know you're not going to excel in certain things. It's still this mentality that people have. Even Teacher told me that I'd be either a scrap collector or a horse dealer. But why yeah. are we going to bother with it? It's yeah. still this I never, mentality. I never got there but the organisation <laughs> self-challenged this. We still would have so, been on level two. This is what Jordan's so, next point yeah. makes. So what we did is we were like, we were seeing, no, look, what we were seeing basically was the coordinators that was in teaching the level twos and the level threes. They were like, the young people are unmotivated. They're getting through the work. It's like child's play. They're not being challenged uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. So we started then exploring, well, are they getting it wrong? So what's the story? So we had to push, like, and it wasn't easy getting it up to a level four um, with the ETB because that's where that it's the top level from ETB. Then you're going into tour. But our young people this minute, they do, they have to complete nine modules. And if they pass those nine modules, they will get the equivalent to a leave insert. Yeah, well, it's a major award level yeah. four, yeah. yeah. So, well, and it takes them, they, they, the ETP gives a, a year contract for each student. Sometimes, if there's been any issues where a student had to maybe not come in every day or there was a bit of absence, they can give them an extension so that they can play. But mainly, our students will be doing a like year also, and a half and they're getting their majors. Say, we, their majors. say with that, right? You've got the educational part, but would you, well, we also know there's 84% of travellers unemployed mm. from mainstream. Mm. So sometimes we get people prepped and ready. And this goes for a lot of people in general. Mm. Certain people also go to college and end up never getting the job yeah. they studied. Mm, mm. But uh, for travellers, of course, it's, it's that, oh, even gosh, that much yeah. more difficult. Do, do you, and I'm sure you would have noticed magazines for your own family and for yourselves is that travellers have particular skills, intelligence that are of somewhat different to the mainstream education. In other words, you could be fantastic at creating mm. something, building something, shaping something. The, the, but if, they can't go anywhere because the system if, is telling if the, them. If the travellers have, if travellers could hone their skills that they have, I think the travelling community and it looks at people, I, I was amazed at the talent and, and the, the, the skill set that travellers have, without, but they don't have it on paper. That's right. Mm. They better build a house, they better do anything. They don't need the tom-toms. My father could never read and write in his life, and by golly, he still can't use the tom-toms. But the man would be able to go from here to, to, to probably Timbuktu. To have, there's a sense He's right not to use the tom-toms. Yeah, I know, I'm like, the tom-toms get out. But they have What's a the they have navigation system. The old school is called, they used to call tom-toms back in the day. I remember, yeah, I remember now, yeah. But they have these skill sets, so we, we, we have, they have such skill sets to do things, but they just don't have the papers. And if you go into that to the colleges to say, I have this profession in gardening or scrap or whatever, they want to build them up to the education level. A traveller, when travellers don't need all them That's A, B's right. and C's, but if they could just put into a course and say, listen, you're an expert at that, welding or whatever you're doing, we're going to teach you and give you a certain that. Instead of going through, you need to have your junior cert, you need to have your leaving cert, you need to have QQI level five, and then we think about, and then we're going to let somebody else teach you that probably is, wouldn't know anything about yeah. the tactics of even making a wagon. So who can make wagons this day and age? And there's an eighty four percent chance you'll never get a job. Yeah, only enough. If you have a skill set, you will always end end up getting meeting in. But look at the look at let's face it. Look at the traveling community out there. Don't get enough credit anyhow. Because number one, they are in their own way. They are passing down economically their own skill sets now like there's gardening going on there's paving going on there's certain skill skill sets that's, that's, right. that's so let's not forget that either treetop and gardening 
scrap merchants are still out there the old skill sets are gone but our scrap like travellers are and and the one thing that why I think travellers survives anyhow because I often have this conversation several times with um, educators and colleges and and they'd be like oh no education is the key and mainstreaming and it is education is definitely key but they make out travellers never get no education should be but uh, yeah and I always say to them, I say, sure, regardless whether travellers go into primary and secondary, any of that they're, they're still educated, so they're just not educated to your way of being educated. That's right. And, uh, and they would agree, you know, I've, I've never come up against anyone that said, no, you're wrong and all to this, but uh, oh, college isn't for everyone either. Like. Do you remember when we went out to one of the things on the VECs on Dundee, and they asked us one time, you came in your car, did you come in the van? Oh, yeah. he came in a car and you came oh, in a yeah. car and we were like yeah. no my horse is parked outside <laughs> <laughs> this is back this is about 20 years ago and I was like sweet mother jeez I'm really up against these people like Jenny said you bring me into these meetings no she said no I'm my horse my horse and she was like oh, you really did bring a horse yeah. I was like sweet mother jeez no, I, I, I was chatting with a guy a white back of course there is, some, there, is, there is some kind of tick people out there I, I, no I checked with a couple of settled people recently and of course they have it all figured out You'll, yes. you'll meet these guys. Oh, yes. I know. I know. The, the answers to everything. And they almost meet the guys. I know. Yeah. The and I'll fix you. I'm, in, I'm in there. I, yeah. So I was talking to one of the lads. So he told me yeah. the whole culture. Yeah. And like, yeah. you're I went for at a pint of one. Yeah. 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 He was I was me, in a wagon. Come up with some conversation about history and colonization, something mm. and um, genetics. Mm. And he said, "Well, that's all over all the, the inbreeding travellers and <laughs> stuff like this." <laughs> I said, well, I said, I don't oh think God. so because, and then because he, he was confident telling me, but I said, I don't think so because when I was looking at the history, settled people would have been more genetically related because you were cut into villages yeah. and towns and the English yeah. would never let you out for centuries. No. So <laughs> I'm thinking, English, well, there was some of that too, I'm sure. <laughs> he wasn't coming at me with his stupid talk. <laughs> But, but that's that is you see sometimes you can't like you, you can't get upset for some, for me there's some people I met in life and you just say oh, yeah. you actually can't get upset with this person because it's not come from a bad place it's come from stupidity that's right you know and well, then we're the person bless your face and walk on but the one the one the one thing we do in in, in Southside Travellers in Stag I have to say is um it was def- definitely since I took over the position anyhow half power <laughs> we have a summer event <laughs> leader <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always back to <laughs> I have good backing um, we have a summer event right and it's basically it's traveller culture to the core right where we bring over the tinsmiths we have a wagons we have fun things for the kids uh, they go up and they do their bit of entertaining singing their song selling their poems whatever it may be dance whatever uh, the clothes wearing their own natural clothes whatever they feel comfortable with and we invite settled people to that Yeah. and they come and they really have a good time and we open up bottles of wine which and is the best part. we have you know, food and banter and we drink because I'll tell you why an awful lot of perceptions that there are things that travellers can't drink and every time they drink they, if they see it in the paper that there was a bit of a row or something they, they, they have everyone paying and they can't drink and they're rowdy and they have this perception and that just changes everything. And you know, the, the it changes thing, everything. I've met this many times. Is if you think about how once the English view the Irish, drunks, yes. fighters, yes. wild Irish. It's not just English. Yes. Yeah, no. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> would, would, would there be any facts around it? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder should we research it? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it is every time. That's what I'm saying. Mm. The Irish, we as a, as a country, has a bad name. Regardless of what we're drunk, we're all, oh, Irish are always drunk. And, and then look, he, it's good and bad. But I know that. But then he put, that's why he tells people, he said, How can he judge me? I said, I'm Irish and I'm also a draft. <laughs> so I'm a double mommy of, of having the few drinks, having the crack. You didn't want two passports to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Irish. Uh, humor, and the humor. Yeah, I think we're very talented, but I just think it's sad. Around the culture and stuff, right? And I, and I love mm. organisations to do that because I know Michael McDonough, as you and um, Ellen, um, they, they were like, the bees need the wagons, the yeah, culture, yeah. the lab, We're the making joy. a wagon. Anybody out there, need, please make sure that this gets in. I need somebody with a skill set that can make a wagon Okay. for the men's shed yeah. That's and brilliant. teach the men. So I'm really finding well, it hard to find Hopefully someone in the Navin district. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's a bit of funding there for, tu- for tutoring hours and stuff like that. Um, I love that part. I love when the organisations are doing that because yeah. it's almost like giving yeah. their fingers to yeah. the state. We're sticking in your modules and your programs. Yeah. We're also doing this, mm. and we're proud of yeah. it. Yeah. Singers, Megs, or Margaret, oh, God, you're yeah. not short of them. And Travers, no. actually, in the DNA test that Scotland are doing, I've, I've sent on mine, it asks, it, it ask, can you sing a note, uh, or a vocal? Is there something there with the Travers in terms of singing vocals? Or oh, the, could be sure. That's a fascinating question I'm to ask one, anyone. Yeah, I'm the only yeah. one that could never sing in my family, but all in my family, my whole breed scene generation would be very... Talented people, like I can't sing guys. either, and thank God I know. If I don't I'm know so, what cabbage patch feet I've yeah, got. Some of my relations can't sing. I'm looking at this, I'm getting depressed looking at it. Uh, your vocals, yeah, can you sing a note? Anybody, you... anybody that can't sing, well, everyone can sing. Yeah. Let's face it, right? I it's, do my best it's, it's whether you, it's, so, it's soft in the ear or not, is the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that you never see that can never sing like herself, there, she's always up in mics. I never <laughs> always taking mics off shifting. And Bon Jovi was there, she had to take Bon Absolutely, Doug, if you're listening, I can very, very, I can change lyrics like that. Oh, I remember years, years ago, we were in uh, Latimer Road, London, there's a site there, but I was about 19 or 20, so we go off to the pub, and we go back to this other pub called the Latimer Arms, yeah. and every Friday there was a guy there called Scotty, and Scotty was doing the DJ, the karaoke, but Scotty, you see me coming, he was supposed to give the mic to me, because <laughs> I was taking the mic anyway, but worse than that, when I used to get drunk, and some of the lads wanted to come up here to join in and be part of it. I was almost kicking them off the stage. <laughs> sister. But here's the, here's the sister. sad part. My sister. So he said to us, he said, you know what you should do? He said, go out and buy a stereotype. So that's how far we're going back. Buy a stereotype. Come in on a recorder. I think you've got potential. I think you could do a lot. So I was delighted with myself. <laughs> well, the next week I always got tipsy again. And we're oh, lads. We must buy stereotypes. Remember, Scotty said last week we had potential. <laughs> we went down, recorded, and again, I was kicking people off the stage. It's normal. Oh. Um, but my sister had the tape. And it was about a few months later, we were back in Sligo. That was Christmas time. And she said, I'm up on uh, the tape. The lads were singing in England. Uh. I swear to you, it was oh. agony and it was pain. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even make out the person who was screeching, oh, which was me, Jesus. apparently. <laughs> That was the last time I've ever went up to a karaoke. My son God, has, he set me up. My son has, has a card to me. He sends me every now and then when I was singing. No one had to go. I was singing Patsy Klein. I was in the horrors. And he had he, he a mic for card me. He brought a card me. So he, sends a, he, he still has it for emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, please don't share it. But that's one thing I will say about the travellers. One thing that I will always say about the travelling community. My daughter, God bless her, and she's 10. And even younger than that, I need the children. All my children knows who the likes of Conway Twitty is, who Patsy Klein is, who they all... There was that much of collective on their singers in their in their lives, that is unbelievable. And what I haven't, right. my child would often say, oh, but I haven't seen settled people. My child up me hung on a song, and you ain't a woman enough. And uh, maybe an, an age settled person said, like your daughter knows that. And I say yes, and my children grow up. But, them, but, but it's like, that. yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, what's this spooky little person? Like, they don't even know. Or Sam Cooke or any, mm. even yeah, the, any yeah. the alien, the, even the 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 all the Irish singers, the Philomena Begley and all that. 
They know all them songs, and that's one thing about Travellers. We keeps all them old but, singers but, alive. Well, but, they were big fans of well, two of the biggest fans was Elvis, Elvis and Joe Dolan. No, yes. Elvis. Why did you have to mention Elvis? Elvis. I forgot to tell <laughs> you to bar. There should we be a bleep. Podcast, Is there Elvis. a bleep every but time? Bleep. Elvis. I swear, but I've got cousins that are. I'm not, not just because I know so many travellers of the West um, that have the plates, the cups, the clocks. Yeah. Uh, I say they even have toilet paper with Elvis on. I don't have toilet paper. I wouldn't have sucked the king by how dare you use tissue? Imagine I'm gonna get that. That's your next present. How dare you never hold that? He used tissue with Elvis' face. I'm never gonna have it. That that comes part of that called inner culture, music, yeah. uh, events, storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we're not the same people. Well, nobody's really the same people, no matter where they are. No, you go to church, you're a different person. Yeah. You go to the guard, you're a different. But Bernard, person. come here till I tell you. Know what you're just after saying there, right? Distinguish now, though, right? The difference of what travellers can practice in the culture as towards old Irish culture because Irish people were very musical anyhow ballads and singing in fairness across the land that was shared right and poems and storytelling as well and traditions and even fairies and so so travellers and set of people shared all that right and what defined travellers then and the difference in culture from Irish people what is it well here's the interesting one alright when we think about this right we'd say starting right here right we've got mm-hmm. travellers mm-hmm. but we weren't always called travellers yeah. prior to that we were called tinkers that's right itinerants yeah. hedge people woods people bogs people and all these different labels but when it goes back to the 1600s it's when the English had set up Dublin more or less Trinity College Minute College all these institutions so that became very English so what they did was they broke down the Irish and created what they call the settled population, mm-hmm. little villages and towns. So it's a bit like going to school. If I went to one school that taught only English, I'd learn that language. I'd see the world through that mentality. Mm-hmm. If they were teaching Chinese or some other culture, that's the one I too would see if I grew up. But what happened here was that travellers had been given this label because we wouldn't give up the culture. We talk about old Irish culture. We are literally talking about travellers. They are the old Irish culture. They've never stopped being the old Irish mm-hmm. culture. But in the 1600s, and again 1922, the, the War of Independence, Ireland became an independent, became a republic. But what they didn't tell anyone was that they never switched off one colonial system. In other words, all the systems that were oppressing the Irish were left switched on in 22. So the state thinks travellers are outsiders and enemy of the empire because they're inside a colonial mentality. Mm-hmm. They're coming from the English mentality, if that makes any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So um, all Irish people are travellers, basically, then? Not all. See, okay. uh, see I, I, so I, what I see it is there's a settled Irish, and then there's Irish settled. Now, if we go back and begin, because it wasn't settled either. Before the 1600, it was a Gaelic society. Mm. There was no settled people. And uh, people confuse settlers as someone who digs a hole, plants a tree. Everybody was a settler in that sense. But settled was a very specific project that the English set out. And they talked about it. They said... We must shift the mentality of these Irish people into an English one. So uh, we've got people with the same surnames as ourselves. Well, they, we didn't come from their world. So travellers never came from the settled colonial world. We came from the Irish we land. All the oh, thousands of years for most travellers were. So they came naturally organic through that system. Where it happened in the intervention of colonisation shifted the mentality. In the same way when we grew up with students in school and they go on to become guards and so on and so forth and become devious and they hate you. Even by looking at you, they hate you now. Because that's what they're seeing. That's yeah. what they're being programmed. Yeah. So settled people, say the Irish version, they got the same surnames as ourselves. Now if you think about the famine, famine nearly wiped the island. Mm. They're like over, what, million, two million people mm. died, more into the sea, more had to leave. 
So the only people really truly left at that time were children, because all the adults mm. were dead. They were literally, as we read some reports, where children were ended up eating their dead parents. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, all these horrors that went on in this island, the horrors yeah. that nobody's ever talked about. Yeah. But travellers weren't separated from all of that. Travellers were part of that. Mm. But in the 1800s, the church came along in the state, what we'd call the Anglo, Anglo-Saxons, who were English. So basically, they took advantage of it. Come along, get an education, be normal, settle down with the village, go into the town. And they created a settled population. So we see people with our surnames, they came from our old world. That was good, yeah. So you would think about, remember the, um, the 1960s, the, 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 the laundries, the men, yes, please? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of young people were taken in, they were orphans and they were that's used right. and abused. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that's been happening the whole time. And they grew up then in a system, yeah. and now they're looking tinkers, knackers, but they're literally calling their own people these names, but yeah. they already see it in a different light. Yeah. So that's my uh, mm. take on it, that the system had never changed in 22. So if the, chish- uh, chish- <laughs> if the system hadn't changed, and the education hadn't changed, of course the mentality had could never change. Yeah. So I would say that, very early on, we talk about ethnic and indigenous. Yeah. This is why travellers are the indigenous culture. Now, we got travellers surnames that came from France, old England, um, different parts of the world. But what we're trying to say is the 1600s, English came, set up their systems. They've never changed this day. So everyone outside the 1600s, which is travellers, Irish native speakers to a certain degree, a great degree, are people that came from the old Celtic world. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a bit complex uh, to take in. No, I know it, it makes sense, but it's it's hard. It is complex, very complex, because you're 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 already dealing with uh, the the UK coming into Ireland anyhow and, and taking over that. Yeah. us as people anyhow. Well, uh, and again, so you've got that before yeah. you've even got. Well, it's not even them. No, I, I, what saddens me is that we have say people in Dublin. Because Dublin was always an English colony. It was for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. There were English people here. So that's how we're speaking English. Yeah. Should be getting yeah. That's, this is interesting. I remember a while back, there was a racist idiot online. They were shouting at the, the foreigners. If the foreigners want to come to Ireland, they better learn how to speak English. I said, moron. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should have said Irish. Irish, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, do you yeah. see how we're, we're at, I think, in terms of... Now, we're sharing the language, right? Mm. It's an English language, English words. But we know as travellers, they're not ours. Mm. We know we didn't come up with them. Um, and sometimes we get to, oh, you can't say it right here. Need an education here. Even our own language, the, the Gaelic or the Gamble, as we call it, or the Canton, I call it the Gamble, it's back completely old school. That's if right. You go back through the history, then all their words are. I That's what kept that connection. Remember, you were talking about the halting site yeah. and the training centres, yeah. how travellers come together yeah. and stay together? Yeah, well, that language actually connected. Yeah. I remember my son Mick years ago, he was only about two or three, and he said something like vexed or something or, or calmer or something like that. And there was an old health nurse was in visiting me at the same time, and she was shocked. She said, What are you letting your child read? She said. So I said, What do you mean? He's very, um, he's warden, she said. He's completely old school. She said, I haven't heard that warden, she said. In, in mm. my grandmother's the vocabulary, the brilliant. Because mm. because it was still it was it was natural, it was thing, organic. The way it is, like the proper yeah. travel. Because we're very, it's back as you said, back mm. in the day. We we keep mm. we're giving very much of the Irish history alive through the travel culture, and people don't appreciate that. That's because, right. That's because right. even while we're all at new position, all using the language, we we're keeping it very much alive. The proper. Should my father come in here this minute with the spoons and the whole lot? The man about to make fifteen different tunes with a spoon. Wow. The, the man of sixty. He's he's bringing that tradition back back in the day. Look, everyone probably would have played spoons back in the day, settled and travellers. Yeah. But the travellers, I think, and I think people need to appreciate that, we're keeping very much of the cultures alive within this country. If we, people can only open their eyes and see, see, we are keeping that alive. The language, the gammon, the bits and pieces, the bits and bits, 
all the old poems and all that. Say for the outside world, right? Say America and all these other places looking in, right? And they're saying there's Irish, the Irish people, the Republic of Ireland, all this kind of stuff. And then there's their travellers. And we're thinking to ourselves, though, that we should be, say, hold for a second. We didn't come up with these labels. No. Nobody, because if there is one label, therefore there must be another label. Like, if I am me, then you must be you. Like, if there's travellers, well, then who's not travellers? Yeah. So you went to the settle. So you know, you've got two labels. Yeah. So on the outside, it looks like Ireland, a little green map, and they're all Irish. And then there's the travellers, who they're trying to put us down as Roma, almost, mm. and we didn't come from Ireland. Uh, yeah. Nobody really knows who they are, mm. but we're the Irish. Mm. And I'm saying, hold oh, for a second, you didn't change any of the colonial systems. You're actually, you're the subculture. We're the organic culture. We're the insiders and you're the outsiders in the way you think. Yeah, but the thing about it is the organic people, let's call us all, is smothered yeah. by the majority of the subgroups, if you want to look at it. And that that's way. right across the world, because even with the Western world, I find the Western world, when I think about yeah. things, even, <laughs> when I even read things about the Western world, as you were saying a minute ago, when, you, when you're taught a certain way to live, we, we grew up that way. Like in our mind, all, all this we're civilised world, we'll come down and judge people from other, the Eastern world, say. Do you know what I mean? Because we think that what we're, where we're living is right, yeah. and the way the people living out them foreign countries is, is wrong. But who are we to say yeah. that how them people's living, or how well, other you, people's you living? You both know this, and I, I've met this story a million times over, and I've always related to it and connected with it. If you meet someone at a conference that comes from the African continent, that is a Muslim, that comes from India, Mongolia, do you not feel automatically connected and really after like talking that, to like them? That, like that, like that, 100%. It's like if you're it's in like the same world. And you might need to yeah. speak the language as much, but you're able to have, and you have to, there's just something just there, because yeah. it's the same thing and travels because we're still very much old school. A mutual school. connection, isn't now, it? What's the, Western, what's the Western world got in common, all right? It treats all the indigenous and ethnic minorities like shit. We know that. But they're also Australia, Canada, New Zealand, America, are all speaking the English language. Yeah. The so they're in that channel. That's yeah. the way they see the world. So yeah. I think that for me, it is, I think we're in the beginning of something brilliant. Because up to this point, I know myself, I was confused about my identity as a traveller. Like I knew I was a traveller, I knew we just kind of called and we did this. But we're constantly being berated and belittled and meant yeah. to feel less than human, yes. little alone than normal. Yes. But the more you get older and wiser, you see, I would never, I would never have felt that w that way. Never about my identity, never. And I and me and my sisters would actually clash a few and would clash with that and say, because if I go any place, I'd be like, yeah, I am who I am, blah blah. But I never felt confused about my identity. I just always felt confused how how things could change. Yeah. Well, I suppose so it, much yeah. within Ireland, and why would you even think the travel is so bad? Yeah. To me, it's all about the human mind. To me, it makes me sad to think that people are out there thinking that other people are that bad and that evil without even meeting somebody or seeing a child when they walk in and say, oh, man, the, that child's a traveller, it must be bad. Or yeah. And travellers, we're, we're guilty as that ourselves as well. We're not a perfect society. We judge people very, very harshly as well oh, outside our own community, but even within our own community. Don't even get me started about the, the stuff that goes on with the oppression within our own community. Yeah. If you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're that's gay, right. if you're a lesbian, if you have kids, you don't have kids, if you want to have an education, if you want to go to work, that's a whole different... Get for, yeah, well, believe it or not, for me, you know, Pandora's box, basically. Yeah. That is. Well, that's one I think maybe if not for this podcast, we will come back to it because we should talk. About it. <laughs> You're scared, Bernard. Uh, You're scared. Well, no, come on. I'll, I'll tell you what, let's go for it. <laughs> let's no, go I tell you what, what uh, for me it is, is it's kind of if you can take the ability to stand back from yourself you know, outside of all the this uh, situation and look at a kind of 
from there to there is a timeline. Something happened here and it continues there. For me, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking because I see Travers psychologically crumbling. Oh, yeah. I mean, joined to the drugs. Oh, and, gotcha. uh, the religion mm. took yes. advantage yeah. of them. Yeah. Yes. The settled people take advantage of them. And, yes. and that's why I talk about the confusion about yeah. identity. Because yeah. we yeah. should be a more solid, stronger people by right. Because yeah. if you go back into the history again, women literally were the rulers oh, of yeah. the society. Yeah. They were the queens, they were yeah. the goddess, they were the yeah. leaders of armies. They could get divorced, they could determine oh, yeah. one thing or another. But now we're in a society where women are ridiculed. Yeah. And I'd say this openly and honestly and fairly. That I grew up a pretty shitty life myself. A lot of trauma growing up. And I was pretty shitty to women. Mm. I had a dim view, and a, I had a stereotypical view that's supposed to be the norm till you realise it's far from normal. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. actually, you're, you're anything you've been hoodwinked, you've been, you know, you've been demoralised and traumatised into a situation where you're thinking that everybody else is wrong, everybody mm-hmm. has a fault, and, yeah. and it's a scary, scary place mm-hmm. for a human being to be. I've been there many times mm-hmm. throughout the years. So I relate to it, I connect to it. I see how I, I'm adamant to my sons, they don't, one is married, and then to, to how you do not do shit, mm-hmm. how yeah. you do not belittle and berate someone. Because all the things I would have done, these were things that were normal to me. And I didn't say anything wrong with them. Mm. It's only later in life, when you come out of that, you realise that... You're, how do? You're, how about Well, knowledge, understanding. Like, we're talking... How do? Can I say reflection? Can I, can I just say it briefly? If you think about it, earlier on, we were talking about ethnic and indigenous. And something you would have said, you said, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have known that before. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have heard that. And that's all it has been for me, is unravelling bit by bit, that somehow or another, all just, I thought I knew came from way. the world around me in yeah. the first place. And the world around me is hostile mm. to me. So how can you rely on that? And can I say reflection? I think yeah. reflection is one of the key things. If you can reflect anything in your life and reflect on your own behaviours, your own attitudes, yeah. and you can explore other uh, ways of doing things or better ways or better outcomes, that hits you, I think. That comes home to you. And eventually, it's a slow process. No, but that's can be I know that. For yourself, even, Bernard, because you'll be in and you'll be around and after that and going to things, centres and things like that and you'd be more exposed to the outside world more so than closed in travelling men and things or closed in travelling boys that's what I'm saying it's how, do you, how they probably wouldn't even know the word about reflection no or, or even over the years or what they wouldn't even be able to reflect so how would you be able to tell them people even us as women ourselves if like I, I, I read meditation I know about reflection and all that but if I was to tell a woman that never was outside of a home in her life to look back at herself and reflect what you've done wrong. How do you get them to do that when they're not they're not knowledgeable about even what reflection is? Well, for me, and I think, yeah, and again for me, it's been a, it's been a lifelong journey uh, because one, I had no formal education, left school when I was thirteen, uh, no qualification, I never went back to school, so I had to keep learning and processing quite difficulty, or quite, with a great deal of difficulty, and I did not believe or trust in since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Really, want to talk about I was com- getting confused about my identity. It's because when you're a bombarder called a tinker and a gypsy and an acker and you came from here and you're scum and you're just, I mean, that's going to confuse anyone. Yeah. And then your people who you grew up with as friends are now your enemies because your jobs and your mentality yeah. have changed. Yeah. So for me, it, it, it's all about uh, the visualisation arts. Because we don't, and I keep maintaining this, we do not need this so-called high third-level education. No. We need the basics, we need the fundamentals, and give it to us, let us change it, because there's enough people in the colleges that are going to do them jobs anyway. Mm-hmm. So why let us suffer in anguish 
uh, without her knowledge. It comes Arts, down to choice, um, doesn't it? It comes back to you should be allowed, regardless of your background, your ethnicity and everything else in this country, to be able to say, I have a choice comfortably to go into a college or to not go to a college, to go to the arts or to, to explore and go to the land or travel land. So I hope it, you should have the choice. That's the key. Yeah. Without being kind of, um, as you said, put down for it and call well, I'm hoping that we get to, well, you've, I mentioned 40, well, yeah, yeah, from last year it was on Travision. Yeah. The whole idea would be to create a kind of what's called a decentralized organization. In other words, it's not run by me or anyone. Mm. It's a, a constant grouping of people. There was there's terms like you don't mm. take advantage of and all that kind of stuff. But I was hoping to get all of that going. The culture part of going mm. to these conversations, like if yourselves mm. coming on to a talk show, yeah. and engaging with young travelers. We don't need another organization. <laughs> huh? We don't need another organization because somebody, somebody just up and said so many chiefs and I'm not finished yeah. saying. Well, well I, I, like. that's the thing about being, like I said to you about growing up and being kind of outside the settlery mentality. Mm. I didn't trust it. I thought it makes sense to me that if you teach someone something for a long period of time, they're going to become quite good at it. But if you're taught one specific oh, thing. Mm. Programmed, yeah, yeah. You know, the engineers, specialized yeah, education. Yeah, I mean, they literally yeah. talk about these things, coding. Yeah. Um, so for me, the whole settled system, the whole settled. I mean, settled isn't Irish. It, it was part of the, the what they call the settlement of Ireland. Mm. So the English idea was let's settleize these people. Yeah. So we create the institutions and the education and shift their mentality. Travelers didn't go through that process. Why we're having the conflict now? So I think arts, movies, documentaries, visualization and communication with our own people, Always like the training centres, like wherever we can get together mm. the halting sites, mm. yeah. then I think... To our, keep we everyone can, together, mm. not even together, but to yeah. share. Well, also to break stories. down what's happened to us. And the stories to talk yeah. about. And that we are traumatised, mm. but also we're not the only ones, that the settled people are traumatised mm. because they're living in denial of our identity. Yeah, they cannot yeah. accept that we're the ancient Irish Gales or the yeah. culture that has been here for centuries and yeah. thousands of years. They yeah. don't want to accept that. I ain't going to get out of here with a chip on my shoulder <laughs> and I ain't going to be walking over that security man on the square. She's going to be ending up in Garda. And I'm probably ending up in Garda. So here we hear a goddess in Tala. You know what it is. I am a goddess. You just see my fiery red hair. But it does. It takes time. You might take my organisation but you'll never take my ethnicity. You're not free there. But Bernard, you know something? It takes time for change and it's so hard to be a traveller. End of story in this society and it's people. It's a dead sentence. It's people. Look at the statistics. It is, and it's people um, that's make. It's an individual thing because people can change, and it's only one person can make a change and change their, themselves, and they change the world. It's not about changing travellers. Yeah. It's changing themselves. That attitude, that acceptance, just fucking accept. Yeah, part that. of me wants to go in there and say to the fellow travellers, because I'm not trying to dictate you. I'm not telling to you if you do three steps, you're going to be where I am too. I'm no. still in the, the world of shit, mm. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm not telling you what doors you should open in life. I'm telling you about the doors that I opened mm. and what I know now. Um, and it's, it's relating that to a kind of a, a broader connection with people. Mm. And yeah. I, I never had that opportunity to do so because I kept getting into fights with the settled peoples and yeah. the organisations. Yeah. And I look at I take a lot of it personally myself. I was mm. going through drug issues and everything. Mm. But these are not issues that I talked about or that I talk about readily open enough. But I didn't go into drug issues or alcoholic issues or gambling issues or end up with a multitude of addictions mm. because I was a broken human being and now I'm fixed. Mm. It isn't because I came from hell. I went through hell, mm. but hell wasn't where I came from. Mm. Um, hell was what put us through, uh, mm. put us through in the first place. Because mm. any kind of any form of any terms any addiction, as there was a read a quote here the other day, it's, uh, it stems from something. It's an underlying it's, it's, it's issue. Something 
no matter what it is, it stems from something that you come to. And why travellers are coming down so much with addiction and things like that. It's easy for a travelling chap or even a girl now just and it's, it's going right by now. It's easy for us to access drugs than go into a pub where people do social and get an alcohol drink because you won't be left inside the over public house. Imagine. But if I go to the corner, yeah. I'll be able to get whatever drugs I want. Why we we even touched him in the first place? Because we're hurt, we're yeah. broke inside, and we yeah. want to drown out the pain, the memories, the sorrows, yeah, yeah, the put downs, the letdowns, and, certain, and yeah. certain drugs and, and, and the body and mind. And the sad thing is that now we know that this isn't just halls. Because I grew up first again, confused. Um, is there something wrong with me? Mm. But there must be something wrong with maybe our my family, mm. maybe just our name. But then when we grow up, you're thinking, oh, for a second, this is happening to every traveller in the country. But it's not yeah. about that either, Bert. Because I, I, I grew up, and in fairness to my mother and father, we would have been very open-minded. Mommy would have educated us at a very young age about discrimination and all that. More so with the black community and the civil rights community. We, yeah. We, we grew up about my afternoon. Oh, you're yeah, unfortunate. Uh, blessed. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I was. And what we were, we were a lucky travelling family. So we never really, we always had good friends, and I was always very open, and most of our families like that would the settled community. But we found them when we came back here for years. We couldn't understand as how people couldn't judge us just as an individual and be our friend. I, I know sure, I know there's plenty of people out there, I know the settled people were probably back by me as a traveller around the corner. Yeah. I'm that's that's their thing. But then there's genuinely good people regardless of what stations I have to come from. Because when you're in your own travel community, you still need you still need you don't that's not your whole in People from ethnic minority groups or even any walk of life, you don't have to stick within your own people. You can have friends from the outside of world. Of course. And people are like, no. Well, it's about but, being confident in yourself. But it? it's not that. Yeah. But then travellers that look at you with your settled people, friends, and maybe going down to the pub or going to the cinema with them, and straight away alarm bells are coming up because a travelling woman going to the cinema with a couple of settled girls, uh, yeah. married woman, dodgy, because they have their own perceptions. There's something wrong. She's up to no good, or he's up to no good. Yeah, you're wrong. Believe it or not, just a few minutes ago, something about say, going through all these issues. Um, addictions and whatnot, uh, trying to work out this shit because I, since I was six years old, I knew there was something not quite right with this world mm-hmm. with the settled systems, and it bugged me throughout all of my life. But I remember those times I went through, I was hurt, I was angry, and I would actually do that. I would lash out at people uh, one way or another. I would see someone doing well, and that would hurt me mm-hmm. because I believed that I should have been doing that. And yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's what I did, yeah. He's got a progression. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. yeah a bad minded, evil fucker. Yes. But I recognise it, I, I recognise it now as part of my trauma. Yeah. But it was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And this we're talking yeah. about, say, yeah. like yeah. Uh, the travel woman going to the pub with the yeah. unsettled women. Mm. It's part of them feels that there's something Wrong isn't right. That yeah. they're, they're hurting. They're the ones yeah. that are hurting. This is why we lash out. Mm. That scandal given and I shaming. Yeah. That's all. And you've heard the saying. And yeah. if I say to you, you've heard the saying. As of automatically, I should know you should have heard the saying. But I bet you would have heard with travellers. The ones that says those things are the ones that are uh, themselves. They're the ones that are doing the shit. Yeah. And I, I came across that <laughs> growing yeah. up, right? But there was yeah. a guy called Frederick Nietzsche. Um, he was a German philosopher. And he did all this about the dreams and the memories. Well written stuff. But he was saying exactly that. that that's why I got me able to talk now about lashing out. He said it's because we're hurt ourselves yeah. with inside. It's internally. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're in bad form and someone bumped against you. You might eat their head off. <laughs> but if you won the lottery and they bumped against you, it wouldn't be a worry in the world. Yeah. Because your mentality is in a different yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah. So I think... Um, Oh, we're at an hour and ten minutes. And what geez. I do is... Um, we, we could talk we're going to start charging you now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start charging by the counselling service. But I think even you talk, even yourself there, about your own There's experience. There's too much to talk about. But even that, 
and even it was good about the podcast and learning about the settled community and all that. I think the podcast, which I would very much like to be focused on, is how we how we can get the likes of the words that you're saying there, but how you came through all your stuff to help by your stories and you help other mentality of young chaps come up this because I think the young chaps come up this day and age, they're not going to a whole new level about the way they're treating their women and because and, and, it's all to do with drugs yeah. and things like that. And it's getting even the older generation of men, the middle-aged men groups, like your, that group, um, to realise that the, their mentality needs to change because they're losing women. Women, there's an awful lot of marriage breakdown because men have this... Destroyed. Me- because women will always be advanced. I don't care what walk of life, if you're from the middle of this... So when, you have, desert, when you have the fucker, women, right, no, that hits that, a woman, right? But women he are, does that. Mm. He'll encourage others, that's normal. But it's that not they, that. They make him feel yeah, less yeah, domestic. It's not even that. Yes. It's about but it's not women, even that. Women it's will, taming the women no, as well. It's women like, will always, no matter how long a woman will, will be kept down, women and girls in general, yeah. no matter no matter what, how long we're kept down, women, something will always twig with a woman, whether they're 20 years of age, whether they're 40, whether they're 60, it could take them as good as an energy 80, but yeah. something will eventually twig with a woman. That they're being treated, mistreated wrong. Yeah, but it can take it, years. It, it take years. It's not the answer. I know it's not. It's but men need to realise that. And then they're like the happens. men. My woman's led me at a certain age after so many 20 years of marriage. It's not yeah. something that's treated The, the outcome is a, is a breakdown. I could not see it. No. Yeah. I thought it was normal. I, I didn't grow up in no soft Egypt either. Yeah. I grew up mm. with a tough family. I grew up with a tough name. We were involved with serious conflicts and mm. clan fights and you name it. So we didn't grow up with soft people. But I knew at a certain point that the outside world was actually crushing our world. But, yeah. it's, but it's not, um, it's not but that even the outside world and I, and I know about the outside world it's in my own because if I got smacked about this minute by my husband whatever or even Geraldine and all that and they'd be like I had to have a bazzy or whatever and, and they'd be a very 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 odd woman or a very very live off the men the men would have sympathy more quickly but it'd be a very very odd woman to come and pick up for another woman and say call help or I'll give you money you need to leave yeah. they'd be like you made your bed you're lying it that's it. Again, it, it's that sad part of it where I, I yeah. think it's obviously it's psychological right one, people feel trapped in their situation, in their environment, and they think this is the world around them. It's the only world. It's, it's the only world. And we're talking a minute ago, how do we get knowledge, knowing. If you yeah. know something, that's knowledge. If you know somewhere to go, where it supports yeah. me, that's knowledge. Mm-hmm. What's happening, I, I mentioned this about 20, 15 years ago, um, travel organisation, they're all big into uh, domestic violence, funding, support. You educate the women and, mm-hmm. and part of me wants to say look at I think if you do that you're going to do more damage than good mm-hmm. you might think it mm-hmm. but you are because you need to educate the fucker that's causing it in the first place yeah, yeah. what's the point of educating the woman when the gobshite is still walking around yeah, angry yeah. and upset about it one woman in a conference told me years ago she's a settled woman and as yeah, I know it's useful it's helpful no, but she, no, she, no, she's a, and it was the first time that it actually twigged to me we were at a conference in the Oroctus in the, um, the President's Desk. It was uh, the woman, Mary McLeese, I think, was there at the time, doing a big team. And she was doing her story, and she said, I had enough was enough, she said. And she said, I wanted my abuse to stop, she said. I mm. didn't want to end my marriage, she said. Mm. And, I, and I, I remember thinking, you know, I said, I never heard that one before. So I need my, I told my husband, I don't, want to, I don't want to lose you. I love you. You're just a violent person. And that's, that's when he re- tweaked something with him as well. He went to counselling. And he was at stop his abuse. And they were able to build on that. Because she said it. I didn't want my marriage to end, she said. Do you ever go through life, um, whatever it might be, uh, and something or another, one time or another, something clicks, you see it. Yeah. And you walk one, I always knew that. Yeah. But it's just now, like, now, it's and you feel kind of good about it. Because, yeah. like, hey, I always knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit like travellers. We yeah. know something isn't right. Yeah. And we can't 
Find the words. We can't pull up the words yeah. out of our emotion because every time we try to point to, the, to it, mm. where are we? You We're in a settled environment. There's yeah. nowhere to see it anymore. And, and you can't make, make the people feel what it is as well. That's frustrating. Yeah. Well. You, you, cause so you're then always trying to. But getting back. You come across desperate. Like, like you're trying get, to, uh, getting back to domestic abuse, right? There's so much work done on domestic abuse because do you do you know the actual rule of thumb? What that meaning is, and that's an old Irish saying. Domestic. The rule of thumb. Do you ever hear that? Yeah. What is it? Well, I've, I've heard of it. Under the thumb, you mean? No, the rule of thumb. No, it's the rule of thumb and... We, we travel under the thumb. Under the thumb, yeah. Do, no, do, do, no, no, under the thumb is different. The rule of thumb oh. is, it was always recognised and approved and okay in general across the board oh, by yeah. men to chastise their women with a stick so long as it wasn't as thick as their thumb. The rule of thumb. If, no, it went, if, the, if the stick or something was thicker than the thumb, you were abusive then, you were going beyond. But the rule of thumb was... Now, oh, probably it could be a little bit out of proportion. There might be something different, but it's something to do with the rule of thumb, where it was okay once you didn't go over the rule of thumb, hitting a woman and chastising a woman. Now, that's across the board. That's not... Well, 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 I've never heard of it. No, yeah. Well, say but it's generally in Irish. Kept under the thumb. Yeah, um, yeah but that probably you, that probably came from the rule of thumb under the thumb. I remember you know years I mean? ago. I don't know if you don't remember stories. Maybe like if somebody knows about it out there, they might, they might look up that and <laughs> yeah, say it was the rule, of thumb. the rule of thumb. I remember all the, if you think about the rule of thumb. The thumb has been used for a lot of things. Remember yeah. the gladiator and things like that. Yeah. The Roman, and they put the thumb up or the thumb down. Thumb down yeah, that yeah, means yeah. dead or alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe there's something to no, that. There is, yeah. but I must look it up. But definitely, I know that the rule of thumb was something to do with the stick that you used to chastise a woman years ago. Well, I was thinking about a woman doing chastise. I'm thinking about my mother, rest her soul, when I was very young at the time, of course. Um, and we had a big family, there were 14 in our family, so we lost a lot to manage. But when one acted up, one acted up bad, or so on and so forth, you'd have to go and get a scallop, to call it. The scallop so yeah, yeah, the scallop I'll go and never forget it, because I'll never yeah. forget it. After so peeing in the towel, it's, you, all, it's yeah. all over for you. Now, <laughs> if, if you were having one of those days where you were in the clear and you wouldn't get a worry in the world. Well, you're going to pick out the best scallop in the world, because you know the brothers get this. <laughs> but what you, never, you keep forgetting was that Mother would feel guilty for slapping one with a scallop. I could hold on again. Hold on again. Yeah. Okay, again. That was equality, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mammy would never hit or chastise one of us. That'll be in the world. You got to do exactly. Then she's going to Janet's going to get it now. Yeah. The, 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 the lot of them good. So it was almost in a kind of an agreement. Uh, take your time looking for the scallop because it might fade out a bit. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. bring back a, a one that's falling. Bring back something that's, that's, yeah. that's a well wake one altogether. Yeah, because we're all going to get it like. Come here, I'm going to finish I up. Give me that stick till I beat you with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, gonna, yeah. Give me that shoe. Hand me that shoe. But that, yeah, that goes into the whole Irish thing. You, you, you come running to me when you break the two legs. Yeah. <laughs> come here till I beat you. Yeah, yeah. I want you. Open that door to kick you. I remember a lot of those stories. Mm. Come here, I'm going to finish up. It's one hour and 17 minutes and I'm delighted to have both of you in and we're going to do a lot more talks in the future, no mm. doubt. Absolutely. And, and even projects around stuff around this because I think we all are destined to do our best for our community mm. and yes. sometimes that is come up against awkward conversations like the ones we're having and we're going to have them. We're going to have them out we're going to have people listen to them and watch them and we're not there to dictate to people, tell mm. people how they should live their lives. But we try to give some kind of guidance of what has gone before us, what is happening now, and look at our health statistics. We'll give you a good idea of where we're going in the future. Yeah. So I think there's a lot done. Geraldine Dunn, thank you very much for coming in. A pleasure, a pleasure. And Margaret O'Leary. Um, <laughs> Well, do we call you Queen Margaret now? <laughs> Queen, Queen <B. laughs> 
And one is past havoc around the square. Tell her she's barred. Tell her never again. Girl. I want to see if I'm going to put up my thumb and I'm all. <laughs> the rule of thumb applies. My team thumbs are going to be up and down. I can get a call from downstairs about 20 minutes. Your, <laughs> yeah. your friend is on top of the bottom of a car. I'm waving a flag. Team she has two thumbs up. Thank you for coming in. You're more than welcome. But I do want to say, yeah, um, anybody wants to get involved, voluntary in our organisation, right? More than welcome. We always can do with hands and help and education and I don't know what nots. But bottles of wine for the <laughs> donations. <laughs> <laughs> Any rich person out there that donations that's unfettered by all means, please bring them along. Um, but as well for the wagon, if there's any skill set out, because I really would love to get that project done, and we are, we're not failing, but there, there, there's, an, I, I. There's very little skill set out there that travellers travellers themselves. Mark Moore from Chu, who I must, get, I must get on for a podcast. Give Wonderful chap, um, been involved for years. When he, was, he was the mayor of Chu at one stage. Uh, but I know they're involved in building wagons. Um, I know Michael Ressisol and Helen's family mm. are also the building wagons. So if you're listening and if you want what Geraldine says, get, yes, in touch. get in touch. What's the name of your travel organisation? Southside Travellers Action Group. Sandy Ford. Sandy Ford Industrial That's the Sag Mummies uh, department. The Sag Mummies, apparently, yes. Sag Mummies are bad mummies. Folks, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. You're welcome.